look, we're going to talk about unfounded rumors that have no proof. Okay. But they're still interesting. And that's why we're going to talk about them. So if you want the truth, the full truth, and nothing but the truth, go to a dictionary or to a news source. But this is Johnny McGovern is gay as fuck. Where we just talk about titillating things we heard on TikTok. So if that's what you're into, buckle up. It's a Kiki with Johnny McGee. Gonna spill all the tea. All my LGBTs, you're in luck. Cause Johnny McGovern is gay as fuck. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Gay As Fuck. I am Johnny McGovern, he who is. This is the show where pop culture and gay stuff meet. And baby, there's been a lot of gay stuff popping out of pop culture this week. By now, everybody's heard all about the Cassie and Diddy lawsuit and immediate settlement and all of the horrible dark things that she accused Diddy of doing, which are backed up by so many things people are saying on the internet. But what we're interested in are the gay rumors that are just spilling out of the closet and coming back up to the surface after bubbling under for so many years, so many stories. And of course, since this is gay as fuck, honey, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to take a deep dive into every single gay rumor. Put on your gay scuba suit, sweetie, and let's get into it. Get into it. Get into it. Get into it. I'm sure you've heard by now that P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Diddy got sued by Cassie, the singer of the classic early aughts hit Me and You, who was on his label and his girlfriend for over a decade, got hit with a civil lawsuit from her alleging all sorts of dark, fucked up shit that happened over the course of their relationship that began when she was just 19 years old. Now, Cassie came out with Me and You. It was a hit. That was her only hit, unfortunately. But she's always been stunning, gorgeous, and beautiful. And we mostly known her as Arm Candy for Diddy over the years. She did have a couple other songs, which I did enjoy. But none of them ever had the big impact that Me and You had. But that's not what this is about. From the civil lawsuit that she filed... She alleged that she was sex trafficked, human trafficked, sexually battered, sexually assaulted, beat up, among a million other things. In this filing, Cassie alleged that Diddy forced her to take part in freak-offs or an arrangement in which she had no choice but to plan and engage in sex acts with male sex workers while he masturbated. Mm -hmm. The encounters continued for years in high-end hotels across the country and sometimes occurred as often as once a week. Diddy would take photos and film the encounters. Now, this lawsuit also suggested that Diddy blew up Kid Cudi's car because supposedly Cassie, when she was on a break from Diddy, had a dalliance with Kid Cudi, and he said, I'm going to blow up this motherfucker's car. And what happened? Kid Cudi's car blew up. Now, after this came out, Kid Cudi said this was true. And worst of all, the lawsuit alleges that Diddy forced his way into Cassie's home and raped her in 2018 while she repeatedly said no and she tried to push him away. 
And it was after that that Cassie finally left him for good. And she ended that association with Bad Boy in 2019. But that is a long motherfucking time to be under the thumb of someone who is seemingly so evil. Now, all this comes out, everybody blows up. The world is like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Because rumors about Diddy and dark shit have been circulating for years and years and years. But miraculously and stupendously and shockingly, the next day, the lawsuit was settled. Now, the rumor is that Cassie was suing him for $30 million, and I'm sure, honey, she probably got the $30 million that she asked for. How quickly did those lawyers have to send over the papers with a blank check saying, whatever you want, let's just squash this. Bye, goodbye, we're fine, everything's fine, right? Okay, guys, things can go on as normal, okay. But Diddy thought that just settling this lawsuit with Cassie real quick was going to stop an avalanche of people coming after him. He was dead wrong. Because two more suits have been filed, both alleging just as much dark shit. When Diddy said, like, I, I know I told you that, we won't stop. No, I told you that, we won't stop. The next lyric should have been raping and abusing people. Mm -hmm. Diddy's securities have come out saying they witnessed him stomping on Cassie. And the TikTok detectives have opened the vaults into many other rumors about Diddy over the years, including the gay ones, which is what we're here to talk about. Look, we're going to talk about unfounded rumors that have no proof, okay? But they're still interesting, and that's why we're going to talk about them. So if you want the truth, the full truth, and nothing but the truth, go to a dictionary or to a news source. But this is Johnny McGovern is gay as fuck. We just talk about titillating things we heard on TikTok. So if that's what you're into, buckle up. Gay as fuck. Now, of course, for years, people have said behind the scenes that Diddy is gay or bi and was, as Wendy Williams would say, how you doing? Come on, stop. Now, let's start with the beginning of this story, as far as I knew it, was that Wendy Williams, back in the 90s, was the number one DJ and had her own show on Hot 97. If you just know Wendy from TV, you might not know that Wendy's catchphrase, how you doing, wasn't just some nice things that housewives who watched Wendy during the day could say, how you doing, Wendy, and do their wrists down. But it really was Wendy's coded way of calling somebody gay. And she very much uh, made it clear that she thought Puffy was, how you doing? Now, this led to a very heated time in which the group Total, who was on Bad Boy Records and seemingly full of lesbians, um, were going to wait for Wendy outside and jump her outside the studio. And basically, Diddy got Wendy fired from Hot 97 and banished from all of New York. And she had to basically go to Philadelphia and work there for many years before she was able to get back into the New York market and come back to WBLS, which she was on the air doing right before she got her talk show. And there's been lots of rumors about Diddy behind the scenes having sex with guys and with famous guys at that. So as you can imagine, uh, after the the Cassie lawsuits, the TikTok detectives, honey, and conspiracy theorists, we thought the Will Smith demonic circle was dark. Well, honey, the Diddy allegations are truly dark. And then all of the TikTok detective allegations are just even more dark and strange and bizarre and weird and 
doesn't mean that I don't believe some of them. Okay. Now, Diddy's bodyguard has come out and been talking too. And he's been saying a lot of things. And my favorite clip is him talking about going shopping with Diddy to an exotic bookstore. And we know what that means. And what he had been purchasing at the exotic bookstore. This is the first time I was ever in an exotic bookstore with Puff. So, you know, I'm giving him his space. He's taking things off the shelves and stuff like that because they gave him a brown paper bag. When they gave him a brown paper bag, he was just putting stuff in there. So I said, damn, you know, he got to go put it on the counter and, you know, show everybody what he's getting. So as he's going, I'm just looking at the places where he's picking stuff from. So there's one point he he picked up uh, some things from up here on my left side. And then he, he picked like a quite a few of them down. I'm like, okay. He put them in the bag. So when I went by there and I looked up there I, and it said butt plug. And I'm like, hey yo. <laughs> I was I was messing with him. Because people don't understand, you know, we was we we was like friends. He was a part of the same gang. So I'm still gonna tease him. I'm still gonna mess with him and everything like that. I could do that. It wasn't just no security thing. So I say, yo. What are you getting this for? <laughs> and it said butt plugs. And he was like, yo, yo, can I do my shopping by myself? I said, yeah, you can do it by yourself, brother. And he started walking and everything like that. When he got to, I just waited at the counter. When he got to the counter, he didn't even have to show the guy nothing. He just gave the guy a wad of money. I mean, I mean, like, he gave the guy a stack, something like this. And Puff wasn't a dude to carry no 20s and no 50s or nothing like that. And I mean, like, he just said, boom. And we walked out the store. So we had to leave Atlanta and go to uh, North Carolina for a show. And next, he talks about who he then went to a hotel with, with those butt plugs. And baby, well, just listen. It was him, this rapper, Sarah, and this other girl. We all got on a G a G G5 jet and we flew to uh G4 jet and we flew to uh, uh North Carolina. So uh later on that I think that afternoon same day um this rapper and him they all in the room together. You know, it's Sarah the girl, Puff and, and this dude this rapper so uh, I'm hearing at the door and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So then next thing you know, somebody rang the doorbell. We had the presidential suite where we was at. So I opened the door and uh, the dude said, yo, I'm here for my cousin. I said, who your cousin? And he said, uh, Ja Rule. It must be the ass. He got me like, damn. I said, well, he busy right now. He said, oh. He busy doing what? I said, he with Puff, they're in the room, they busy, they don't want to be bothered. Murder Inc. It was murder in there. He said, well, I'm going in there. I said, bro, you ain't going in there because he told me they don't want nobody to be bothered them. He was like, yo, I don't care, man. I'm going in there. That, that boo like that. I said, yo, bro, Jesus Christ, I had to come down and take the air out of my body before you get in that room right there. Watch, watch. He tried to bum rush me. I grabbed his and threw him against the piano. When I threw him into piano, Puff and Ja Rule runs out the room. 
Puff got his towel, John grabbing his towel, but they bumped the naked. And so then uh, John was like, yo, what's going on? Yo, Jay, that's my cousin. He know me well. You know, uh, and Puff was like, yo, Jay, what happened? I said, he tried to get in the room. I told him he couldn't get in the room. And he was like, he just looked, Puff looked at Ja. He said, yo, Ja said, you ain't want to go in that room because there's a lot of freaking going on. <laughs> I mean, Ja Rule, what would Ashanti say? Felt like you were hiding something, but I didn't push it. I didn't complain or say oh, nothing. Girl, Ashanti knew. Now, some say the beginning of Diddy's gay and, you know, once again, we're into this zone of like gay Illuminati, gay like elites, turning other people gay, secret orgies, all the rest. I mean, Will Smith is even involved, of course. I mean, the rumors have swirled around Diddy for years that he loved to mentor, in quotes, young gay rappers or just young rappers and, you know, lure them into his underground world of drugs and pleasure. Yo, Diddy, you gave me the Ooskash Goosmash. You gave me the Ooskash Muaf, the Smoosmash. Diddy, I love it, yo. Now, an interesting little tidbit I heard was that supposedly the beginning of all this was when Bad Boy Records was created, was that when Diddy got bad boy records he was really he started off working as an intern at uptown records and worked his way up very fast through the ranks there and eventually was given a deal for his own record label by clive davis at arista which was the parent company for bad boy records now the rumor just to come out on tiktok recently was that the reason did he got that deal was because he got on his knees for clive davis the notoriously DL gay star maker who was responsible for Whitney Houston's career, Aretha Franklin's late career, Dionne Warwick's late career, Barbara Streisand's late career. I mean, he was the king of the divas. And he also was the one who got Diddy his own label. And supposedly he got that because Diddy sucked his motherfucking dick. I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. Handle it like a real bitch. Now, is that true? We do not know. But is it interesting? Yes, it is. Now, there's other more dark shit. Now, one of the things that kept popping up on TikTok was supposedly the story that Diddy and Usher had something going on inappropriate because supposedly Usher at 13 was sent by L.A. Reid to go live with Puff Daddy at Diddy's Flava Camp. <laughs> That doesn't sound gay. That sounds pretty good. And lived with him as his guardian for a year. And Usher himself on the Howard Stern show said that when he was there, that he saw a lot of things that he never thought he would see and that probably were inappropriate for him to see and got to experience, in quotes, the lifestyle. But let's listen to that. I moved to New York City. And I lived with Sean Puffy Combs for a year. That's the crazy thing. Now, that yeah. was L.A. Reid's idea, right? We're sending you over to something called Puffy Flavor Camp. There you go. To learn <laughs> Flavor some... Camp. Yeah, Flavor Camp? Yeah, that's camp. what it was called. And you're going to go to Puff Daddy's. He's In pre- the 90s. Do you understand what that's like? Puffy's place was like just filled with chicks and orging like nonstop, right? No, not really. Not really. More like men's. Tons of men's. I Come mean, on. but did I, hey, it was curious. I got a chance to see some things. Curious. All right. Well, yeah, I went there to see the lifestyle. 
Right. And, and I saw it. And it was and it was but I don't know if I could indulge and understand what I was even looking at. It was it was pretty wild. Was, so nobody tried to you know, some woman didn't come along. I didn't say that. Okay. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> what I did say is that there were very curious things taking place. Uh-huh. And I didn't necessarily understand. Uh-huh. It. Uh-huh. Does he have you doing any chores? Are you doing dishes at all? I mean to keep you humble somewhat, or are you just like could you stay up till four in the morning with them and party? I mean I could. I yeah. actually stayed up longer than do you have money what's going on i mean i had like per diem i had like you know what a life and things get more twisted and dark than that because well to tell this story i gotta tell you another story diddy was married to a woman named kim porter and she had several children with him kim porter was andre harrell's assistant at uptown records and eventually she became Diddy's girlfriend and they had a long relationship and supposedly Kim Porter knew all the secrets of everything that was going on with Diddy and though she had many things happen to her that were very similar to what happened to Cassie she was beat up, hit in the face, fucked up shit went on. And supposedly she knew all the secrets. Now, Kim Porter is dead. Kim Porter died at 47 of pneumonia, which is quite suspicious for a woman who was in good health. Now, the rumor and the allegedness is that Kim Porter was writing a tell-all book about Diddy right before she died. And after she died of an ammonia, suspicious, that her laptops were all missing from her apartment. And the police said there was no robbery, there was nothing, but the laptops were gone. And supposedly the night before she died, she had sent a text out to her close friends saying he got me and then the next day she died of an ammonia now kim porter's sister emboldened by cassie coming out because when this happened she died of you know kim porter died of pneumonia how sad but nobody really was like did he did it though some people were like that i'll be sure who is kim porter's other baby daddy had several deleted posts where he seemed to infer that he thought what happened to Kim was murder. I told you the shit got done. And the thought is that Diddy somehow poisoned Kim Porter to get her to die with signs of pneumonia. And that's what really went out. And that the laptops were missing with all of the juicy details that she was about to spill about Diddy's secret gay life. And Kim Porter's sister is now emboldened by these Cassie revelations and everybody's sort of the tide turning on Diddy. And she's been doing many interviews saying just that. Do you believe that P. Diddy has something to do with your sister's untimely death? So you don't believe the story that he was trying to save her? Hell no. Wow. She's been dead for hours. So what about these parties? Was Kim Porter cool with P. Diddy having butt naked parties? Listen, With a bunch this, of is men? Why, this is why 
he tried to silence my sister and he did. Now I'm pissed. Now, I'm so pissed about it and distraught about what I'm talking about. Yeah, actually about all these things in my channel. Yeah, they raided like they raided his house. They raided his house. This is why yeah. Kim Porter's sister Ooh, reached out to me. She to saw all of that. I got something to tell you. Oh, we want to just I know what they found. Hold on, wait, I don't want the feds to come behind me. Okay, so what they're talking about is uh, when the FBI supposedly raided Diddy's mansion, I guess. And that is because back in the day, there was supposedly a drug dealer named Jimmy the Henchman who dealt drugs to many people in Hollywood. Who, when he was, I guess, trying to fight a life sentence, tried to squeal on everybody he could and told the FBI that P. Diddy was involved with sex with underage guys and that he probably had tapes of everything since he chaped all interactions in the cameras in his house now this did supposedly start an fbi uh, investigation into diddy but nothing came of it so that's what they're talking about now keep, let's keep listening yeah no 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 but we 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 found yeah, we heard they found uh, a, a whole tape, bunch of shit butt naked sex tapes a with whole him, bunch of shit and, and everybody i showing that bitch molesting everybody molesting so I put all Kelly and it was crazy. Wow. So listen, do you is it true that P. Diddy was wow. was grooming Justin Bieber? That he was he broke oh, uh, Justin yeah. Bieber? Oh yes, virginity? yes, yes. So P. Diddy uh broke uh Justin Bieber's virginity. Yes. Absolutely. One yeah, time, I'ma tell you one time. Wow. That is Shady as fuck. Fucking dark, honey. Oh my goodness. Now, does Kim Porter's sister sound fully credible in this interview format? Mm, I'm not sure. And I think this next statement kind of puts that out there in, uh, well, just let's listen. I see. Did he wore more lipstick? I, I, I put my finger in his ass personally, so I know his ass was loose. Okay. <laughs> it's it's intriguing. I'll say that. Now Kim Porter's sister is supposedly in hiding, but it's not stopping her from making YouTube videos where she says, Hey guys, just wanted to update you. I'm in hiding. I mean, it's pretty weird and it's pretty wild. Supposedly Didius had has a secret world of underground man-on-man -man sex parties and the freaky deaky things with Cassie seem to back up that theory. Instagrammer the fat Jewish also talked about a party he went to with Diddy on Star Island and how he discovered an underground layer of men laying upon each other. Whereas the front-facing party was all women, the underground part of the party was all dudes. I don't know if the story that I have about P. Diddy is a thing. Oh, I love, know I about. love it. This isn't alleged because you, it happened. No, to no, you. no. There's nothing alleged about this. Okay, it is a legend. I'm fucking god. I went to a party on Star Island in Miami. Uh, where P. Diddy has a private residence. I mm -hmm. had no business being there. Mm -hmm. I was with a famed uh, house producer who was DJing the party. Sure. And I will keep his name out of it. Yep. So long story short, I am on ecstasy and I'm trying to find the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I can't find the bathroom. And, and I just kind of like go down a flight of stairs. And now I'm in like the inner windings of the mansion. Because yeah. most of it's going down by the pool. Okay. You know, cabanas and stuff. Dragon's lair. Yeah, get dragon's lair. Yeah, we're getting serious. So I get lost. And I'm in like just a maze of rooms. Yeah. Now... 
I'm looking for the bathroom. I start opening doors. One's like a closet. One's a room. It doesn't have a bathroom in it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, every room should have a bathroom in it. That makes sense. First if of all, if you're in this fucking dungeon, room should yeah, have, right. every house should so have So I open yeah. a door, and in that room, there are a bunch of men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all kind of like very like Romanesque, like laying about. Yeah, it would know. almost be the prelude to an orgy. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Oh okay. my god. It was so prelude to okay. an orgy. So explain. So, so I look. So I have. I'm there for a very brief amount of time because I open the door and clearly I'm not supposed to be in there. And I look, and who is lounging in my direct eye line? Puff Daddy <laughs> and Felix the House Cat, famed house music producer. Yeah, no, I know are who that is. Basically spooning each other. <laughs> I swear to God, they're basically spooning and they're drinking a glass of Hennessy, and they're like sharing it. They're like passing it back and forth. And everyone's talking. And everyone's just like talking. Yeah. And then as soon as I see them, I'm like. All men though. There's not one woman in this room. All men. And yeah. they're, all, they're all 100% on ecstasy. Like you can see Diddy's in like white linen being like, oh my oh, God. Man. Like rub eyes on my nipples. Right. You know, like, <laughs> oh, you're one of my best friends. Right. So the minute I make eye contact with him, like a gigantic bouncer comes over and says, like, get the fuck out. But I looked right at Puff Daddy and he looked right at me. Yeah. And we made direct eye contact. And I got kicked out of the room. Sure. So that was that. Yeah, fast. And obviously so, crazy. Fast crazy. forward. So I was like, Pete Diddy's clearly on ecstasy, and he's, yeah. he's clearly gay. Yeah. So fast forward, right? We're at a junket for a movie that he was in. Uh, someone is interviewing him. I'm in the back as a friend of someone who was there. Mm-hmm. I'm all the way in the back. I'm behind a million publicists, a million people. But you see him. Well, he's being interviewed on and the And you're thinking about it. Oh, I'm thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. Um, he looks. He's being interviewed in the middle of the interview for this movie. I mean, I'm sure you can guess what movie it is. Because I think he was only in a movie. Right. Um, at least recently yes he literally stops the interview and he points at me all the way in the back and he goes yo you my man and everyone in the room turns around and looks at me and he goes where do I know you from oh no and then I go Miami and he goes oh true and we locked eyes again and he knew that I knew that he knew that I knew that he knew that I knew (laughs) that he drinks the milk of other men wow I mean, in fact, there have been lots of people over the years who've had sort of questionable experiences with Diddy. Jay Versace recently uh, said something about Diddy. Apparently, Diddy has a gigantic mega bed, like, you know, 100 foot by 100 foot type of bed in his backyard that people can bounce on and lay on and do whatever. It looks kind of disgusting if you're bouncing on this big bed with your fucking shoes, but... Uh, there it is. And some girls had posted uh, a throwback picture of the time they got to bounce on Diddy's big bed. And Jay Versace underneath that picture commented, Diddy bent me over that bed. I remember that night very well. Now, Jay Versace has not said anything since then because he probably doesn't want to get into it. I mean, he's become a very successful uh hip-hop producer producing for SZA producing for a whole bunch of other artists so he's probably not trying to get involved right now but he did have that comment right there and the screenshots are there to prove it apparently this was Diddy's MO was to sort of get with the young hot rapper and kind of bring them into the dark side of his sex party scene people like Sway Lee fabulous I mean there was a interview on a show called Drink Champs that Diddy supposedly crashed where he was talking uh, to Fabulous about why they didn't spend time together on his birthday anymore, and it did seem a little sus, as the children say. I'd like to see where I look, look back me? on where I became. Did you miss me, though? Mm. For real, because we, 
I'm saying miss, it seems like a thing. I miss his birthday party, man. Man, I'm talking about for your birthday. Huh? Why won't you party with me for your birthday, man? I, we we party for my birthday before you came to my party. No, but me and you ain't never really party. You know what I'm saying? Also, Diddy during this interview keeps calling the rapper Nori daddy, which this starts to make me think of like we start to see a view of where like the ten drinks later, Gay Diddy is sounds like and acts like. I love this drink. We my bad. I like when you like this, Daddy. Daddy, I like when you scrambling and scraping. I like that. Come on, stop. Diddy's former personal chef, a woman named Cindy Ruella, filed a lawsuit against Diddy in 2017, claiming sexual harassment, failure to pay overtime, and retaliation. She alleged that Diddy would regularly ask her to serve food to him and his friends immediately following sexual activity which were mostly him and men and that the men would walk around naked post-coital and according to the lawsuit diddy once asked her if she liked his body that lawsuit was settled in 2019 and of course no terms were divulged she probably got a payday i mean he should have called the bear for contessa she loves gay guys my friend diddy is a mogul and rapper who loves to have gay male-on-male sex parties on the down low, he was feeling a little bit hangry after his latest session, and he asked me to come over and make a few snacks for him and the guys. Secret anal, followed by a delicious Belgian waffle. How easy is that? I mean, there's a whole dark conspiracy theory that not only was Diddy gay, but that Diddy has offed anyone who was ready to spill his secrets. I mean, Jaguar Wright, a former popular R&B singer who's now become more of a truth teller on social media, for years has been talking about this, including this conspiracy theory where she talked about everyone that started Uptown Records being dead except for Diddy and Albie Shore. Well, let's listen to what Jaguar had to say. I was thinking to myself the other day, Uptown Records started with five people. Andre Harrell, Albie Shore, Heavy D, and Puffy. And Kim was the longest working employee because she was there from the very beginning. She was Andre's personal assistant. Mm. Kim is dead. Heavy D is dead. Andre Harrell is dead. The only two left are Puffy and Al, and Al almost died. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Heavy D was found dead face down in the heart attack. Andre Harrell, heart attack. Kim died from pneumonia, but there's the first coroner's report that said that she died, it, it was ruled a homicide and they found toxins in her body to prove that she had been poisoned. You know, they, they have poisons that create heart attack and pneumonia-like symptoms. And then right after that, Al had a meeting and I was gonna meet up with him because we were in Vegas and then the next thing you know, you wanna know what they all had in common though? The survivors and the, and, and the late of Uptown Records, they were all writing tell-all books. 
Andre was writing a book right before he died. Heavy D was working on a book before he died. Kim Porter was working on a book before she died. And I'll be sure was working on the documentary of his life. And then he goes into a coma. Has Puffy ever been in a coma? Has he, has anything happened to him? He must be the luckiest motherfucker because it seems like everybody that worked at Uptown Records from the very beginning the tea is spilling everywhere in glasses and gallons. I mean, Lipton is running out of business because the tea just keeps on spilling. We don't know what's true and what's not true, but we do know it's gay as fuck. Now let's talk about Wendy Williams, my favorite broadcaster. Where the fuck is Wendy Williams? This week, X was on fire after all of the will smith stuff the diddy stuff all that was coming out everyone was asking where's wendy williams and why can't she come back right now someone tweeted i wish wendy williams could just reemerge suddenly the tea this week has been beyond third degree where is wendy williams give her a mic and press record diddy how you doing a series wendy williams could do her show from her living room on youtube tonight and i would tune in Things Wendy Williams called out very early in her career that y'all are finding out just now are true. Bill Cosby, Aaliyah and Jay-Z, Russell Simmons, R. Kelly, Whitney and Robin, Diddy, Diddy and Cassie, Brandy's fake marriage, Little Kim's domestic violence, plastic surgery, all those things. And where is Wendy? Supposedly, according to the hashtag free Wendy TikTok, Wendy has not been seen in 276 days. How's she doing? I mean, Wendy Williams is my absolute favorite. When Wendy Williams was on TV every morning, I would wake up, zing, and just ready to feel it, feel it, feel it. I want to feel it. Was able to be on Wendy Williams when Big Gay Sketch Show came out back in the day. It was a time when she would do hot topics and have guests in the front row talk about stuff with her. So me, Coleman Domingo who's starring in that big new movie on Netflix right now, and Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live, uh, all went and were sitting in the front row on Wendy and talked with her about Big Gay Sketch Show. And I got to have a front row seat to see Wendy work it for the camera. And let me tell you, nobody was better. Wendy was able to do the show with nothing except her and the audience and Hot Topics, and it was better than any five-person panel show. You know, I was watching the Sherry show recently and honey, I'm not, I do not support the Sherry show. Okay. I do think Sherry Shepard seems like a nice lady and I've enjoyed her in different things before, but when I watch the Sherry show, all I can say is where the fuck is Wendy? Cause it looks, feels, and is the same show just with the title Sherry and no Wendy and no point of view and no fun. Um, I was actually I turned on Sherry recently because they were doing a Renaissance themed episode with Tina Knowles and my favorite Kevin Aviance had, was coming on and I was watching with a friend who really hasn't didn't even know the Sherry show existed and he and I used to watch the Wendy show together 
In fact, he would call her mean mommy because he'd be like, "Ugh, Wendy's so horrible. She's so mean. But of course, he would watch it over and over again. And then eventually he would say, are we going to watch mean mommy? And I'd be like, yes, because mean mommy was not always right. And sometimes she was mean, but she was always entertaining. And he looked at this and said, what the fuck is this show? This is Wendy without Wendy. This is bullshit. And I was like, I agree. And supposedly, like I said, Wendy hasn't been seen for 276 days. The last things we've heard about Wendy Williams was that she was still fighting to get her control of her money back and that her son, Kevin Hunter, had been kicked out of the apartment that she had bought for him in Miami because they could no longer afford to make the mortgage payments. So Wendy's not in control of her money. She supposedly, as of June, had checked into some kind of rehab and was there for treatment, but we haven't heard a thing about her or from her since then. So what the fuck is going on with Wendy? I mean, this is kind of the last thing we heard from Wendy, and this is over a year ago. My thing is that I've been asking questions about my money. And when I began asking questions about my money, suddenly Lori Schiller has got no response regarding my money. I want my money. This is not fair. And Wells Fargo has no questions and answers with regarding my money. This is, this is not fair. And Lori Schiller and Wells Fargo have this guardianship petition about keeping me away from my money. This is not right. And you know, this is not fair. And this guy named Bernie Young, I know for a fact that Bernie Young used my American Express card to hire an attorney to file a petition against me. That was done with my American Express card. Bernie Young, you're no good. And this is not fair at all, you know? And then there's this person, um, this, uh, oh gosh, this, uh, a former, a former doctor, a former doctor, okay, had medical information about me that I never even got. It was sent over to Lori Schiller so I haven't gotten the stuff. I fired the, the doctor. And again, all I want to know is where is my money? This is not right. And certainly, this is not fair. This is not fair. You know, Wells Fargo has used all this stuff to create the guardianship over me. This is not right. And certainly this is not fair. The New York court system is, they, you know, uh, without evidence, they're being weird to me, this court system. Without evidence, uh, they took all this information and continued with what's going on with me based on 
what Wells Fargo is doing. This is not fair. This is not fair. Please let me have access to my money. So the the whole thing started when Wendy somehow Wells Fargo that controlled all of Wendy's money had all of Wendy's money was had some kind of injunction where they felt like Wendy was being taken advantage of by someone, someone mysterious who we still don't understand who it is. And Wendy's former manager, Bernie, as teamed up with I'm not exactly sure who else to prove that Wendy was somehow being taken advantage of and she locks access to all of her money. Now, Wendy was acting kind of strange for a while. Um, you remember she was going to come out with a podcast and whenever she talked about it, she did not quite seem to understand what a podcast even was. She'd be like, and I thought to myself, podcast. I'll do a podcast. I don't really know what a podcast is, but I'll do podcast. Now, Wendy could have just pressed record and done a podcast and it would have been a hit. We didn't need to hear. We didn't need to hear Wendy interviewing people. I remember there was a terrible list of people she shared that she wanted to interview, including Donald Trump. And it was like, Wendy, we, we don't need you to interview anyone. We just need you to tell us what you think about hot topics. And that, of course, never materialized. She was being managed at that time by... Um, a guy who used to be her jeweler and he was going to be running things for her. And she was, you know, seen in public looking kind of disheveled, looking kind of lost, looking kind of all over the place. Cause if you remember now, when we saw Wendy on TV, honey, you know, Wendy on TV was done up. She had the hair, she had the heavy eyelashes. She had all of it and she was dressed for daytime. But if you know Wendy Williams and you know her style, what, what Wendy's true style that she likes to dress off when she was off duty was Hoochie Mama. So if you ever saw her on the her Howard Stern interview years ago, she showed up in like tiny Daisy Duke shorts with the pockets hanging out, high boots uh, and a, you know, a, a flannel shirt tied up underneath her boobs and her big hair. That's who Wendy likes to dress as when she's off duty. And that was how Wendy has been dressing when we seen her. But because she looks off kilter, she has lymphedema. She has the thyroid problem. She was tottering around. We just were seeing a version of Wendy that we were not used to. And it just made us all concerned. And so where is she now? Where is Wendy? What we want is the best for Wendy. So if that's getting treatment and not being the public eye, that's one thing. But if it's Wendy being controlled by some nefarious forces who are holding onto her money, that's not what we want. Wendy worked so hard for so many years, 12 years on the Wendy Williams show. That's no easy feat, baby. Every single day, she earned every fucking penny of that money. And I liked it when every single day, some people were like, she was a mess. She was bad. Remember when Wendy was at home eating weird sandwiches and stuff during the pandemic? I even love that. I love Wendy Williams and I want Wendy Williams to come back. But most importantly, I want Wendy Williams to be fine and get her money. So we're going to keep tabs on that story because where the fuck is Wendy, honey? Where the fuck is Wendy? Let's talk, let's talk trolling, shall we? <laughs> this next story is probably just a troll, but it was very interesting. Now, I don't know much about Jake Paul, okay? I know he's a YouTuber turned boxer who's seemingly doing all these 
stunt casting, boxing fights, and making apparently tons of cash and making enemies in the process. Because recently, one of his uh, boxing rivals, Dylan Darris, threatens to ruin him by proposing the question, what happened between James Charles and Jake Paul at the Team 10 house before the NDA? He recently tweeted, James Charles, come forward about that night with Jake Paul. We will cover the costs if he sues you for breaking the NDA. We're willing to pay you to break the NDA with Jake Paul and penalties when he sues you. Just come clean. James Charles is, of course, the problematic makeup influencer and noted homosexual. Now, this seems to uh, infer that some erotic thing happened one night at the Team 10 house after some wild party, which we're, I guess we're assuming that he's meaning to say that Jake Paul and James Charles made love. And then he made him sign an NDA. Now, I'm sure no one will be breaking any NDAs, and this is probably just a troll, but I did find it interesting. Asking about James Charles. Wait, what? Ask Jake Paul about James Charles, or have James Charles on, and then he could actually he signed the NDA. So. But uh, yeah, he's doing me shit. So he wants a fucking goddamn soul that shit. Tr- have James Charles on. Ask him about Jake Paul, the Team Ten House. Uh, do you probably I, know? I will. You know what? No, I don't. Really? Would you like to say? Nah, nah. Well, You're gonna get in trouble. Nah, I'm gonna get in trouble. I think that's his business, and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I don't. I'm not against that, but when you uh, threaten people and. Uh, What's that word? Uh, extort or extort them. Extort them. That's when it gets to a point. You know, just fucking come, you know, be who you are, bro. Wow. Okay. That's some fucking tea right there. There's a lot of tea that I have, but I'm using About it. I'm saving it for ammo. So. For ammo? For what? Yeah. When you're in the ring? No, well, me and him ever fight. If you ever fight. Yeah. Now let's talk OnlyFans and the new and interesting trend of brothers who both join. Now I'm not talking about brothers who join uh, to commit incest, though that was a thing that was going on with the Island Boys. Remember the Island Boys who, with all the face tattoos, uh, became very, uh, had set the internet ablaze for a while, about six months ago. When one of them came out as gay and they put themselves kissing each other on OnlyFans. Now, I don't know whether they've gone any further than that because you can get banned from OnlyFans for that type of behavior. But a new trend I've noticed is two younger brothers of established OnlyFans stars have now graduated to also being on OnlyFans. I guess if you're if you're growing up watching your brother making tons of money from getting naked on OnlyFans, you're like, hey, I look kind of like my brother. I want a piece of that action. Now, the first one I was aware of was Patrick LeBlanc. Now, Patrick LeBlanc is kind of a a little bit of a scammer when it comes to OnlyFans. He's big. He's muscular. He seems like he has a big dick. He also seems to have fake penetrative sex on in the DMs that he'll sell you for $50. But... His younger brother, who recently turned 18, the day he turned 18, joined OnlyFans. That's Jaden LeBlanc. And who can blame them, I guess? I mean, you're like, you know, 
you've watched your brother J.O. and probably make hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're like, go to college or also J.O. and make hundreds of thousands of dollars. I, I think I know what I'll do. I think I'll know what I'll do. I'll double down on my going to the gym and I will also join OnlyFans. Now, they've even appeared in some things together, which is it starts to get a little fishy. Now, the LeBlanc family is more of a, um, well, they're definitely a straight gay baiting family. There they are, brothers, just being like, here we are naked together. We're brothers. And they're, they're not even having sex with other guys, so they're obviously not having sex with each other. But that is an interesting thing for the family reunion. Like, what are, so what are y'all boys up to? So you just recently graduated high school. Are you going to college? Like, nah, I'm jerking off on camera, just like my big bro. And recently... Peachy Boy, a.k.a. Peachy Sam, has recently done a photo shoot with his younger brother, who is also recently started in OnlyFans, and they celebrated with a singlet photo shoot together. Hello, mother. I have great news. My little brother is going into the business with me. We're both going to be rich. I mean, I guess if you're going to join OnlyFans, you know, you have a blueprint of your big brother doing it, making all that motherfucking money. Why wouldn't you do it, too? It's a family affair. If you like today's show, please leave a rating and a nice review. And if you enjoy me and you want to hear more of me, I'm podcasting up to three times a week over on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash gayest of all time. There you'll find me talking to my homies like Erica Tor, Julian Brandy, Adam Joseph, and many of more of my gay pimpin' and gayest of all time homies about all sorts of stuff from food, culture, Bigfoot, aliens, anything I find interesting and like to have a kiki about with my homies, that's what I'm doing over there. So why don't you join me? And plus, if you want to talk to me and want to get intimate with me, that is where you can talk to me directly. I answer every message and it's a really sweet community and I love podcasting for them. So I hope you'll join me over there. In the meantime, I'll see you next week on another episode of Gay as Fuck. Bye, sweetie. Johnny McGovern is gay as fuck. I put my finger in his ass personally, so I know his ass was loose.